0: Hey everybody, welcome to Riders Meeting. We're going to be covering the Detroit round of the Supercross Series this year. I'm David Pingry. I'm your host here, joined by Bruce Morata as always, and a special guest, multi-time Supercross champion and motocross badass, Mr. Chad Reed. Reedy, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah,
1: stoked. Just uh, driving home from a long weekend at the track my own self.
0: Yeah, you become a full-time moto dad, man, so you're you're starting the cycle again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doing it all over again. Get to see it from a different angle. So it's fun. That's
0: awesome, dude. I love to see that. And I, you've always been so just honest and genuine in your thoughts and um, kind of calling it like you see it. And I, I appreciate that more and more. And um, anyway, stoked to get your take on what's going on. And uh, these shows are brought to you by Rock and Turf and make the, the very best artificial grass if you're into that. Uh, They also make some really cool mats for your trailers and RVs uh, for changing and just keeping dirt out of your rigs. And if you need landscape, hardscape, they do it all, rockandturflandscape.com. And also by Max's Tires, check out their full line of light-duty truck tires. We appreciate their support. So let's start with the 250 class here. Um, Obviously, the opener for the East, and there was a ton of guys who were in this mix. And boy, uh, about more than half of them went down in a pile on the first turn. Yeah, uh, Reedy, what what did you think of that? And, and were you surprised we didn't get a red flag?
1: Oh, I mean, yes and no. I think that, you know, when you understand the back end of everything as far as like TV windows and, and all that kind of stuff, the fact that it was a day race, we were prime time. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot more challenges than there used to be, so. I wasn't necessarily surprised that there wasn't a red flag. Um, but wow, a lot of guys went, you know, got collected, a lot of guys, you know, races and, and all from somewhat of a racing mood, but it was a little bit of a bonehead mood too. You know, it was kind of seemed like it was some of it was avoidable. So yeah, it was it was a bummer. I'm glad that no one was like badly hurt at most, most all got back up. And the biggest comment I would say is. You know like the, modern era you really don't see too many handlebars getting bent. And like there was several of them that had yeah. like just yeah ruined handlebars. So it was it was kind of I don't know it was interesting that that that, that played out like that.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, I would, Chad,
1: yeah. Go ahead.
2: Go yeah, ahead yeah, yeah, Chad, that was something that was one of my biggest notes here is seeing how many guys had bent up bikes. You know, out of all those guys that went out in that first corner, it's crazy how many guys had their bars just mangled. You know,
1: bent up, bent up bikes and body parts.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and torn, torn
1: pants, which we'll get to
0: later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. But my biggest, yeah, like you said, Reedy, I was just stoked nobody was hurt. Man, when when Evan Ferry went into the wall, I was like, oh no. Yeah. He just missed the tough block. I don't, you never know what's behind those curtains. I mean, it could just be metal racking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he he kind of got drove in. Like, it's one thing to hit it, but then several other guys kind of drove him in there. Um, sounds like he's obviously a little beat up, but he's okay. Um, Hayden got really lucky. I mean, Hayden got, you know, ran over by several guys, um, you know, and I think he gave he get you know showed his you know unappreciation to Vial, but I think that from from his view, he just seen Vial come across him. Um, but you know, I'm sure when he watches the video, that he realizes that Vial wasn't the cause of the problem.
0: Yeah, I understand frustration, but he definitely has some misplaced anger uh, in that deal because that was nothing to do. Well, certainly wasn't in Vial's control. He just got shot across the track like a missile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the guys and where they finished. Austin Forkner came out, and I think a lot of skepticism about how he would do. He's been in the class a long time, and it's just injury. I don't know that I've seen anybody take injury after injury like this kid has. And it, it says a lot about his resolve to still come back and be competitive to win every time because it's hard, man. I, I, I watched I, – I had a lot of injuries in my career, and it's just so hard to rebuild mentally and physically – and man, I don't. My opinion is, I didn't ever think he looked blazing fast like he used to. But he won his heat and the main.
1: Uh, got good starts, did everything right. Pretty impressive. And I, and I, you know, you've got to think that he's he's learned something along the way, and that you know, uh, taking a win when when he didn't have that blazing speed like he once upon a time had. You know, I think that that's just you know stuff where it's a part of the rebuild process. Um, I unfortunately didn't get to watch, you know, typically I, I watch all the practices and and stuff with the kids, but we were, you know, because it was a day race, it all happened, uh, you know, early on when we were busy. So I kind of missed all the the events during the day. Um, but I must say that he just looks solid. He looks, you know, like even just looking at him and listening to him on the podium, he's, his eyes look clear. He looks like he's in a good place and. I was happy for him because you never want to see guys get beat down that many times.
0: Yeah, of course. Great ride for him. He just, like I said, he did everything right. He got some, finally some luck went his way. Um, and during qualifying, you did miss this, but Pierce Brown was up on top of the box. And I hadn't heard a lot about him preseason. Bruce, you and I talked a little bit about yeah that lack of, of anything out of his camp.
1: And so well, it was it... kind
0: of a question mark. He did show really good speed, rode well in the main had a little run in with uh swole and sent him into the cheap seats. I, I don't think intentionally, well, well, I think they oh, just sort on. of blocked bars a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that was, what,
1: what do you think, reedy Was that on <laughs> purpose? I I mean, I don't, you know, the word intentional is always an open one, but I, he definitely went in there with some intent and, and he got the job done, I think. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what, the, yeah. And like they say too, I mean, if they both go down, you know, so he was able to keep it up, but yeah. Brown was Brown. Brown also finished the best out of anyone that went down in that first t- turn because he was part of that crash. So he finished fifth after that.
0: Yeah, to come chaos. back to fifth was crazy. So we'll just go through it here. Forkner with that win, another great ride for Max Anstey, and we, you know, we mentioned him in our our preseason show. Um, he was so solid last year. Consistency was his speed or his strong suit but maybe not quite the speed to win. And, man, I don't know. He he was right there on pace all night. And uh, if he can get a start and have some things go his way, Max Dancy, I think, is in this championship fight.
1: So my comment on Max would be that I watched Max, you know, obviously during World Supercross and, and Australian Supercross. And he was really, really impressive. You know, like I think that, you know, when you've been around it long enough, you you've seen some guys that are got good speed and, and I don't care who's out there. You just see something special and and he had it. And I, I would like to see Max carry that confidence a little bit more. Like he kind of, he downplayed his speed through the off season. And I kind of feel like he downplayed it to the point where he downplayed his position. Like I actually, I think he's, genuinely good enough to to battle and fight for the win and uh it was a solid second place but i i kind of personally over the last few months i've seen more from him
0: Mm. yeah i think he needs to believe in himself as much as somebody like you does i mean you're watching it going hey this kid could win and i don't know that he, i don't know that he really believes that just yet
1: yeah yeah no so it was it was good for him to get a solid podium and we'll see you know how he turns it around, and if he can carry and get that fire like that I've seen a couple months ago.
2: Hey, hey, Chad and Ping, I want to ask you guys about Chance Hymus. So Ow. this kid actually ran the fastest lap time during the main.
0: Um, yeah, I I thought he was riding great, and I I didn't see what happened on the broadcast. They didn't mention if he crashed or like he what, cra- what, he
2: crashed in the whoops, is from what I heard after the race. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you see this fire out of him. I mean, is this just kind of like that—that that rookie in him where he's just sprinting right away?
1: And I mean, so I'm, I mean, which highness? Uh, I'm really confused on because I read, uh you know, I read that he posted on on Instagram that that he had he had tweaked his knee during the yep. week, Um and then he was in a bunch of pain. And you know, there's a backstory to that. But what was strange to me was the speed that he had in the heat and then just like a light switch it went away and then main event you know like typically when you're in pain i don't know it, it doesn't it's not like it just like you're good 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 and then suddenly the pain just turns on and so it right. was a little strange for me to see him be so good and so solid and then suddenly just it all it all like became too much and then he and then he started going backwards and then and, and then he like you said he had a fall in the in the whoop so um and again we didn't get to see that on the broadcast so it was hard to hard to follow that yeah i, I
0: wonder if he maybe started getting fatigued if that knee has been hurt and he hasn't been able to ride and train like he normally would maybe fatigue set in and that, and he just sort of dropped anchor Th- that's the only thing i can make sense of but uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk to him or hear from him
1: after the race, so we'll have to we'll have to follow up with that. Sounds like uh, a, it sounds like going off of his Instagram, he only did it last week, so I don't know that oh. he's. You know, I think he's, you know, fitness and everything. I think is potentially okay. I think it was just the pain. It sounded like he was just in a lot of pain. Hmm. Well, so.
0: he showed he's got the chops. He just has to figure out what the heck's going on with that knee. Uh, I want to talk about Daxton Bennick. Solid ride for a rookie to come out and throw it on the podium. This kid's been good in the Futures events. He's riding with uh, the star crew and team and and his championship contending teammate, Hayden Deegan. Solid ride for him,
1: man. To, to come out and get a podium your first race out, pretty good. And, and it's funny because I'm not that surprised. You know, like Dax is... He's always kind of like the... He's the sleeper, you know? Like, he... You know, he, he's obviously the same age, um, you know, really good friends, grew up with Hayden and, you know, Hayden carries a lot of the, you know, the attention and the, the media side of it. And possibly, you know, just he's being able to get it done on race days um, where Dax can Dax can get it done. He's a really good rider. I think technique on a supercross is really good. He's been riding it, you know, since he was a little kid. And he's a yeah, I think it'll be solid to see how he takes it from here.
2: Yeah. Go I, and I and sh- I heard, heard,
1: oh, go ahead. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I heard some comments from last night saying, well, I mean, h- half the, the guys were out, you know, so he got lucky. But I disagree with that because his heat race, he kept Forkner honest that whole race.
0: Yeah. I don't think that was a fluke. He's one of those guys that was going to be up in that top five mix no matter mm-hmm. what.
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe that-
1: that's the real. Is the real deal? I think that he's, I think he's, he's a genuine top six guy, you know, week in and week out. Yep, yeah, agreed. What, what was your guys' thoughts on Cody Shock? Uh, he and Jet Reynolds were
0: two of the guys I really thought would come in and surprise in. good things from the Club MX crew leading into the series. Of course, Jet, uh, his bad luck continues. He had a tip over in practice and a just a hairline fracture in his collarbone, but. Um, enough to keep him out for the night, sadly. But Cody Shock comes in with a fourth. Now, again, hard to say where he would have finished in a full field uh, without half
1: of them going down, but solid ride for Cody. I think that's a solid top four. And, you know, like you said, there was a lot of guys that went down. And, um, you know, and it'll be the next race, I think, is Dallas. So just see if he can, you know, grow from that and and kind of put himself in the top five. Uh, you know overalls and, and when everybody's when everybody's there on the start yeah he, he, and then pierce brown was fifth jalique swole Jalik after swole. that little
0: elbow tap from pierce uh I'm, and he's lucky he didn't get hurt because he flew off that berm and landed right in the concrete uh but that was come in the heat though six... wasn't it wasn't that in
1: the heat uh was it the heat yeah i believe that uh i think pierce got him in the heat not the main Oh, that was from me. It, well, yeah. anyway,
0: Jalik did go down. Um, I want to say he was tangled up in that first
1: turn deal, right? Somewhere. He was. He got, he was yeah. one of the – I believe he ran over Hayden, actually. Hayden was, like, the one that fell in front of him, yeah. Well, to come back to sixth, uh, just like Pierce,
0: great ride, great comeback. And Triumph's first, you know, debut of that bike to to have the top, top six for them is pretty dang good. I'm sure they had to be happy.
1: you got be uh, happy. Just, I mean, it's, it's a – that's a big deal. I think, you know, launching a whole new motorcycle and, you know, years and years of preparation. And from what I understand, they needed every bit of this time, uh, you know, for the East coast to really have bikes and parts so that they could make it all happen, you know? So, uh, yeah, job well done, I think. Yeah, for sure. And you, you know what it's like
0: starting a new team, ready There's so many loose ends and things yeah, to have man. to get and T's to cross and eyes to dot. It's a, it's a headache,
1: massive headache. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, Henry Miller, great ride from the privateer. He was seventh. Guillaume Perez, first Supercross ever with an eighth. I think that was that's a, impressive a call for him. Yep, and then Marshall yeah. Welton, Welton Knight and Chance Hymus came back to tenth or dropped back to tenth, I should say. Um, can I just real quick? Have you ever seen somebody's pants rip open and their whole package just dangle for 15 minutes? Has that ever happened?
1: Ping, we've been around for a long time. And I can honestly say (laughs) I have actually never seen that happen. So pretty, pretty nuts. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey,
2: hey, I just want to ask Chad though. uh, Hey, what do you think McAdoo's uh, new nickname will be?
1: I think What's he this, has the potential of several. But, oh my god, <laughs> he's got to be! I mean, it can't feel amazing today.
2: Oh
0: no! I, I, we have some photos from our guy that was on the floor. Obviously, we will never post them. It's like <laughs> oh, it's bad scissors and just cut his whole crotch of his pants up. Everything he is fully the full Monty, bro. It is wild. I would have just pulled into the pits and went, nah, I'm out.
2: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the OnlyFans sponsor after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm calling him Sackadu. Oh, sackadoo.
2: But,
0: uh, s- no, sackadoo do do. For-
1: <laughs> and I wonder, like, you, you know, like, you obviously, it's a kid's show very much, so it's like, I wonder, I just wonder how known it was to everybody, you know? Like, I wonder if, like, you know, there's fans there that could see it, and obviously, a, you know, a photo, you see it, but I'm like, I wonder if it was Because, I mean, obviously, the broadcast has a delay, and so they have the luxury of being able to go, okay, we're not going to put the cameras on him. Do not go Um, to McAdoo. Do not go to McAdoo. McAdoo. (laughs) But, you know, like, I just wonder if it was something that, you know, that everyone knew, you know, what was happening. Well, and they might not
0: have even caught it during the show. And if that's the case... Did it get,
1: did, is there any, I don't remember really Cameron coming on the camera. So it's,
0: they probably yeah, I don't
1: either. It. And I, and again, just knowing the backside of all that process, you know, that there's that built in kind of 30 to 45 seconds where they can, you know, make sure the editing team is doing the job.
0: <laughs> <Jeez>.
1: <laughs> well, I think that there was a lot of guys
0: that we didn't get to see Deegan McAdoo hammock or VL ferry. Sounds like they're all no major injuries, certainly banged up and bruised, but We'll be able to see that. Yeah, when the series goes back east. So I think there's a lot of questions still to be answered in that class. Let's, class. Let's, let's jump up to the 450 class. This is the uh, Rock and Turf 450 division here. Uh, Jet and AP got their heat race wins. And really, Reedy, I, I want to start with telling me what you think of this series so far. Um, obviously, there's a lot of chatter about it, it just being a really fun competitive season. And you've been involved in a couple of these back when it was you and ricky and james but maybe k-dub you know so like a four-guy battle but there's kind of six seven guys who could win which is pretty you know rare to have that many
1: guys capable of winning races it is and and you know like when we when we kind of roll off of you know 2023 the way it went at the the nationals and then the, the smx and then you know jet winning the first race you know, I think that there was a lot of bracing themselves for the the jet show. You know, um, and I, I still wouldn't count that happening. You know, um, because obviously this past weekend he he handled those guys pretty pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, it was nice to see the guys, some of the the OGs. You know, Coop kind of getting in there, and Eli jeez I don't know what happened to him this weekend but like Eli a couple of races like you know and Chase getting in there and and then AP finding some power it was it was a good you know and even Anderson at the last race you know like you kind of had that last one that wasn't great but just yeah it was it's good to see the fire back everyone seems like they have pretty good package behind them like everyone genuinely seems like happy with the bike and what I see from a balance standpoint like everyone's pretty good Um, now it's just about who can get starts, and I think that that's going to be key because starts are so important in Supercross.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and I I will say I I had a chat with Michael Byrne at Anaheim who works a lot with the Lawrence boys, and I don't know what kind of secret Aussie clubs you guys maybe meet in or conversations (laughs) you have, but he said, dude, you haven't even seen the real Jet. He goes, when I watch him practice during the week, it's like watching a video game. It's unreal. He goes, and when he goes to the race, somehow he's more subdued. And you know, if he ever figures out how to race, like he's practicing, it's, it's, it's over. Like it's over. That was come out of burner's mouth. And he's not, he's pretty straight up, straightforward. not going to blow a bunch of sunshine up my rear end for no reason. What are your thoughts on jet? Because I still think right now, after just going off what we've seen so far, I think he wins eight to 10 races this year and wins the title.
1: I think Jets, you know, I think that last year speaks for itself. I mean, he's he's very clever. Um, but then I I would I must say that we've seen him vulnerable this year for the first time, you know, like you like anytime he was challenged last year, he always he always had the upper hand. Like I've seen a lot of things that he was just genuinely better. Where this year I've seen just a little you know chink here and there that that's part of the process you know and i think that you have to realize he's still a rookie in supercross he, on a 450 he right? still can't and I think buy it, a beer legally
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah right and it, and i think it just shows you that how gnarly the premier class in supercross is you know like i think it's he's very good and in and, and some point to last year he was perfect and then yet He's still Supercross still forces your hand, you know, and Mm. I think going off of the burner comment, I think that I think that that's probably very true. Um, My only comment to counter it would be just, uh, you know, more teammates that I've had from Monday to Friday. If that guy could show up on the weekends, right? uh, they'd be heroes, you know, Um, Mm. you know, Jet, Jet's not shy of you know, showing up on Saturdays and, and you know, showing everybody what's up, but I, I, it doesn't surprise me that somebody of that caliber is even better on the weekdays, you know, um, so yeah, I think that, I think everybody really needs to, like, they need to stay on it, and I think that any time that they can, it sucks because it's hard for me to comment on it because, you know, like my, I think the fact that Jets, Aussie, and I'm Aussie, it's sometimes my you know, my comments always seem to be picked apart more than they should be. Um, but I just see it for what it is. And I'm just a general fan of everyone. Um, and I just think that what the, the you know, the Webbs, the Tomacs, the Andersons, the even now Sexton, you know, being weathered a couple of seasons in there, like they're got to take a shot when they can, you know, like anytime he leaves the door open or if he gets a whole shot and it's the second turn, like, I think you have to rough him up. Like, he reminds me a lot of James. Like, you can't, you can't let him get comfortable. (laughs) So you gotta, yeah, you gotta be like, you know, and that's why I think Cooper has somewhat of the best chance because he's like that little chihuahua that will go at your heels all the time, you know, and just, (laughs) and keep coming and keep coming. And I feel like that's what, that's what they're going to have to do to, to get Jet uncomfortable you know because i think that if he I, I agree with you in the fact that if they let him hole shot and control the race it's i don't think that they can have a whole lot for him well
2: you know chad that was my biggest question for you tonight is you know if you were in your prime and you had a race jet how would you get him off his game because you're always great at that when you race james and whoever it was so i think um you pretty much answered that question right there
1: yeah, so. I mean, it, you know, like, it, it, like Anderson, I believe it was the heat race. He kind of, you know, threw it up the inside of Jet. I mean, I you'd go out of your way, ram him, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, like, you. and again, not ram him like that's, I guess the wrong word, but like anytime that you could get in there and rough him up, like I'd be all over just that, you know, just rough him up whenever you could because you have to, you just have to do it, you know?
0: Well, at the end of the day, and I, and I've I've said this before. We talked about this even last summer. I said Chase has got to ruffle his feathers, and if that means pushing him off the track or bumping into him, like he's got. It. I said the exact same thing, and then I had a bunch of people come at me, go, "Oh, oh, so you're saying he you should ride dirty?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not it's not dirty." And, and it again, it's like it's everything. Just,
1: Everything it's gets funny. taken out of context to the, you know, these days and everyone has a, an opinion, but I, I agree with you. You don't need to be dirty and and it's not about being dirty, but you have to get in there and ruffle the feathers. Exactly what you said. Like if, if the door is open, get in there and throw your wheel in and rough him up a little bit, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, to yeah. your point, Chad, that is when we say oh, we're gosh.
0: looking for chinks in his armor, Anderson. Break checking him and and blocking him a little bit at at San Diego.
1: Look at he
0: melted down. Yeah. I mean, he had a full yep. counterpart.
1: Yeah, I don't. I didn't see enough of that to comment on it. But yeah, I agree with you that he it seemed from the outside looking in it was it was the first time that we've seen him vulnerable. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Now, I want to ask about Chase Sexton because I would say right now he probably. I mean, in the points show this he's leading points now he's been the most second most impressive guy to jet for me uh, just personal opinion here um his starts are good he's executing well he's getting wins when he can get them settling in for a good solid position when he can't um and i i worry that that chase may become like the new Wyndham. you know he had to deal with eli and his prime and now it's jets coming into his own and it's like as good as Chase Sexton is, and he does have that one title from last year already, but he's going to have to take a lot of seconds to jet. Like, he's just in that, he's kind of in between
1: the era of two really great riders. I think Chase, <laughs> Chase looks much more mature this year, you know, and I think that, you you know, like we've seen this play out several other, you know, different ways, but it's a little bit of the Roger and Ian, you know, thing happening. I think that, you know, that team is a, is a solid organization. And and I think that going there and, you know, Roger's influence seems like, I feel like I can see it because he, he doesn't look a hundred percent comfortable, but he looks solid. And sometimes to be a supercross champion, you just have to be solid and you have to kind of find and race your way into the 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 sweet spot and i he and and i don't know if he finds it but it looks like for somebody that doesn't look a hundred percent you know at his best right now um he's still forced what gives me confidence from a fan watching it on the couch He's still made and and you know he kept it at about you know 1.7 to about 2.4 2.8 seconds behind jet and jet mm-hmm. made a lot of little mistakes that we saw you know on the broadcast you know we missed it during the thing but then they would kind of went back and showed us on a highlight and um and so i think that chase needs to find he's he's whatever it is that he's trying to find that allows him to push the limit a little more and that natural speed comes back and then i agree with you he just needs to be possibly the more seasoned guy and, and then use your speed when you, if you have it and then be solid when you, when you don't have it.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Bruce, you got anything to add there? Well, no, it just kind of goes. I mean, I think just this past race, it's the jet you expect. And, um, the way it just looks is if jet doesn't crash, he wins the race. So, yeah, it's, it's been, it. I was worried about
0: that coming into the season. This could be like the start of an era where a guy just runs it. And then we saw some fight from other guys. And And I think Anderson was sick all week. Uh, he didn't want that leaked prior to the race. I think we can talk about now. He'd kind of been dealing with something. Yeah. And maybe that affected him a little bit, Detroit. So I'm not writing him off yet because he certainly has showed kind of the fight of the old Jason Anderson this year. And I'd love to see that come back. Webb, you certainly don't count out. He was fourth. Uh, Kenny Rockson was third. I want to talk about him a little bit. He's not had a great year. He's been riding better than his lap than his his results show. Uh, And anytime he gets rutted or mucky, he's always a threat.
1: I would agree on Kenny, you know, like. It's been a really weird year, you know, like he just Kenny's made, I would say, like, just not Kenny like, you know, mistakes like him crashing out of San Diego or wherever it was in the mud um you know like it just that was a little bit weird for me like some of the crashes that he's having are kind of just odd um so it'll be interesting to see if he can like this podium puts him back in you know back in the swing of things because it seems like to me the only ones that have like the jet speed at least in detroit it seemed like Kenny and and cooper webb were the ones that had the speed to go a jet possibly um but they just were never in the position to do it um and so yeah that's kind of what i've seen
0: all right so i think we kind of all agree ken Roxon uh definitely has shown the speed he's got got more in the tank and he can get more podiums but there has been some weird mistakes i agree so interesting to see what how he develops through this season and his trajectory typically as he goes he gets worse as the season goes on but Maybe him being supercross only, that'll change. i will have to keep an eye on it. Uh, let's talk about Cooper Webb, who was fourth on the night. Uh, what are your thoughts there? I mean, obviously with Coop, I've seen him these last few years preseason. I'm like, oh, he looks a little heavy. Yeah, I wonder if he didn't do the work. And then he comes out, though, and he's just the same old Henri Cooper Webb, man. He does not give up. He's best His last five laps of the race are his best laps. Um, so good at adapting to the track when it's beat up. Do you think he's got the ability to stay in this fight, Chad?
1: I I think he, he needs to get better starts and I think he just needs to continue the confidence. I think that Coop is, and I can relate to it. Coop's a guy that I think thrives on, on confidence. You know, I think that once Once the things that he believes can happen start to happen and fall into place, then, then everything kind of snowballs in the right direction. Um, I just think that Cooper, he's a built, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a fighter. Um, and it's funny because (laughs) he always looks like what you said, but yet when you see him in real life, uh, it's not like he's thick or anything like that. He's still (laughs) really, he's really small, you know, like actually. And so it's always weird that, and I, sometimes i wonder it's how he runs that ridiculous chest protector underneath with no backing on it and it just like i think it just hangs down it makes him look that way but, yeah and like he's got a little <laughs> boiler <laughs> yeah no, and it is but he's like it's so funny uh that he's just not but he's such a small little guy um you know i think that like for me personally like going back to his change like i thought it was a sideways move i didn't really look at it being bigger or better you know i thought it was just a move that was just going to be right for him um and i think that he's he's starting to find his way you know and i hope that that cuz he was even good in practice this weekend meaning like the overall times where normally is yeah. not a great qualifier so um the fact that the speeds there um in practice shows that something's jailing right for him and and we just need to see him get a good start and and fight with jet agreed and i think that new yamaha 450 it's it's a lot more
0: compact It it fits a smaller rider, and I I say that from experience because it fits me better. And so, for a guy that's his stature, I think he, you know, as he gets the suspension and chassis just really tuned to what he wants, he's going to be dangerous on that thing. It's a it's a good bike for him, and he's he's already shown it a bit. But I think I think these tracks back east, if he can just start a little better, you're right. His starts just seem like he's always starting just a little too far back. He needs to be in that (laughs) third, fourth, fifth. And he's always like 7th through 10th having to come through those guys, and
1: the leaders are gone. And it's just a lot. Like, it's just a lot of, like, you just waste, you burn up too much energy, you burn up too much free track. You can't give any of the guys, actually. Like, you can't give Chase free track. You can't give Jet. You can't give Anderson. You know, you give Rockton free track. Like, he's going to run and hide. So um you know i think that supercross has not changed since the mcgrath days of that level of you know good guys can just lay down 10 solid laps and it's just hard to eat that up you know yeah,
2: yeah.
0: anderson was fifth we, we mentioned him a little bit just maybe being a little under the weather and, and it that's actually what it looked like to me like he just didn't quite have the the fire because at, at anaheim too he was a savage he was passing people like, his life depended on it, and it was impressive. I think we'll see that come back in Phoenix,
1: uh, my opinion. We'll see what happens. AP was and sick. I think, I, oh, sorry, oh, I go ahead. just comment. The only thing I was going to say on Anderson is, is, <laughs> I mean, he got ate up. I think two people passed him. Like, has passed him, and I think AP passed him. And then it's like he got a second win, and he just yeah. came back by both of them. So the yep. fact that he was sick is really impressive that he found a second like okay, not nah, I can't lay over. I can't be sick. I gotta go. You know, and that that shows some serious, you know, contention, wanting to fight and and limit the bad days. You know, so I, that impresses me.
2: Yeah, and I and I think I think Anderson and Cooper Webb are those two that you talked earlier, Chad, about you know, kind of getting jet off his game, getting in there earlier. Showing them that front wheel. I feel like those are the two guys that could really do that to a jet.
1: Yeah, anyone's currently proven to do it. So
0: yeah. Yep. There's there was something Anderson said this was two years ago, his first year with Cowie. You remember he was crashing a lot and but he was bouncing into people and but getting some heat race wins and actually won some mains. And do you remember he was getting static for being like too gnarly, too aggressive? And he went, Hey, I'm just trying. Like, you know, I, I want to win and I'm doing everything I can. And I, and I really appreciated that answer because he's like, I'm, I'm paid to win races. You, you want me to just settle in back here and coast along to fourth? He goes, I'm trying. I'm trying everything I can to win. And it was a really simple answer, but I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what w- are you going to get mad at this guy for just trying? Like he's doing what he's supposed to do. I love that attitude. I really like his take on things.
1: 100% play the cards you got <laughs>
0: Um, AP is in sixth uh, From this from the weekend But he's still in this title fight He's second only uh, or third Rather only two points out of the lead uh, We've seen a huge Improvement from him this year just in General uh, of course Freaking new fan favorite he's like the new Kada but do you think That he's got it To stay in this thing through the whole season
1: my opinion is is that we're seeing ap because really he hasn't shown that he's really capable of doing this on a 450 up until this year and so i think you're seeing the beginning of him you know like we see this weekend like it he showed up for the heat race and then he was so so in the main event you know the week before he was you know so so in the heat but good in the main and so I think that you're seeing flashes and I think that that's the, that's the process of him learning and building and because never winning a race in the class and then winning it and then having the red plate and then continuing to have the red plate, it's a lot of pressure for somebody that's never had that before. And like you said, like, and he even referenced it. I don't know if it was like a, uh, during the broadcast, it was like a, you know, a like a highlight on him or if he said it after the race, but like he acknowledged the, the pressure and how gnarly it was on the last lap when he was going to go win and the, the feeling of the crowd just screaming. And I personally have experienced that and it's next level. Nobody can tell you how that feels. You have to feel that for yourself because talk about being nervous. (laughs) That's like a whole (laughs) another level. Um, And so that's, I think he's trying to find his way in this new, new normal for him, you know, and I think he's doing a good job of, you know, figuring it out.
0: I do too. And it's a lot of mental strength, Chad, huh? Like, like you said, dealing with those pressures and those situations that you've never been in.
1: It's um, all mental. It's, Honestly, it's, it's one not. of the things yeah. I don't think anything else. It's just a hundred percent mental. And you know, like you can't, you can't win a heat race and then be, what do you get? Six in the main event just because, you know, it's like, it really is just mental and it's learning and it's just ticking those boxes and learning weekend and week out what that experience and, you know, all is all about. And that's what I, I see happening.
0: Well, I, I, he's obviously the nicest stinking guy in the pits. Everybody's pulling for him. I, I hope he can keep growing mentally and get himself to where he sees himself as a podium guy. Cause he's got the ability. What about Dylan Fran he was seventh on the night. He's had some great flashes this year. Uh, I talked to Jimmy button a little bit about him. And he said, uh, honestly, he really just likes outdoors better. He has some goals for super crossings, but if he can just get through the season, healthy, he goes i think he'll be a title contender outdoors and i thought that was interesting i'm like he has a two-time supercross champ on the 250 though like (laughs) it's not like he can't ride it you know yeah and that i guess
1: if that's real and it's factual and you know it's not just an agent talking that bums me a little bit because i i don't know you kind of most people that think and try to just make it through supercross never normally make it through Supercross, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so i i hope that he starts to fight because i'm impressed with like i know what that feeling's like to go from a full factory rider to for the most part a privateer team um you know but you're probably around a group of guys that you really enjoy you're riding a bike that you like um and and as the process goes along i don't know how much you know material honda's handing out but i see that you know, he's riding at the Honda track and stuff. So, I'm sure that they share, you know, some stuff. Um And so, I it's, think It's that-
0: parts. You, you know the routine. Like, he gets transmission. He gets some parts, yeah. electronics. But Ziggy's doing all the suspension,
1: which I think is fine. Uh,
0: yep. Ziggy's, you know yeah. Ziggy.
1: Dial. Yeah, suspension. Yeah, at, at this level today, a- anybody can have... uh good suspension the, the the components i don't believe matter i think it's just the technician and ziggy's more than capable of making a motorcycle that can win races i, I didn't yeah, so a
2: yeah there's a tire change this weekend too oh so,
1: yeah did he go back to dunlops yep yeah uh, okay <laughs> i mean i'm not surprised by that but yeah that's <laughs> interesting because he was on pirelli's and yeah and going back to dunlop yeah that's a big thing and he had i mean dunlop's tough to beat you know it might not always be the best but when everybody else is on it it eliminates any question in your own head um i think that they have a really solid supercross tire so no that's interesting i didn't i guess i'm not on the inside inside watching it you know like i used yeah. to but that that's funny i'm not surprised by that well i had
0: heard some chatter about that that he was unhappy with the tires he was on so that's that's really interesting and really you know this too really well because I remember back in the ooh, what would this have been? Late nineties, maybe early two thousands, Bridgestone had the tire that everybody wanted. And if you weren't on this yeah. Bridgestone, it was like, there's no way you could win. My have you first, experienced that? My first
1: uh yeah, my first year um on the factory Yamaha uh was my first year on Bridgestone, which was 03. Um so I was I was Bridgestone's 03 through two thousand and ten. And I mean they were just unbelievable. Dunlop has come a long way, and and Dunlop, you know, in the, in that era, didn't even they just had nothing for Bridgestone. But Dunlop since Dunlop has basically inherited, you know, all the Bridgestone riders. Um, Dunlop's done a great job of making, uh, you know, making their tire uh, bridging that gap. I, you know, it's hard to say because it's been so long. But Bridgestones in the era were unbelievable. Did
0: you ever have like? Find yourself on an inferior tire, going. I got to get on those tires.
1: Oh, you're no, always like, kind of on the sweet spot. I was on him. I I was always lucky enough to be on him. Like I, like you know, like all the whole time when <laughs> we're getting off subject, but like when we were talking about like where Ricky, it was kind of like oh the Honda. Honestly, half of the problem I think was the tire. Like the Bridgestone was just so much better hmm. in the wood. You know. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't think people realize
0: (laughs) that. I I had done some testing with a couple other brands, and I'm like, you can get the rear to work decent, but the front, whoops, and in G outs and Rut stuff, like the front is so critical. That's what I found. And even a even something that's not quite as good, man. We talk about how important the mental
1: mental game is, and knowing you have a slight disadvantage. It sucks.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's really it. You know, just him. He's eliminating any question in his mind that, you know, even if it was, you know, a little good here, a little, you know, not as bad there, but just now it just, you don't even have to think about it. Now you just, you run the tire that everybody else has and you concentrate on the racetrack and go fast. Absolutely.
0: What about Hunter Lawrence in eighth? Um, How have you guys seen his season going? To me, it seems like a pretty good, normal rookie season for a guy like Hunter. You know, a, a two hundred and fifty champion moves up. He, obviously, unlucky at the first one, not entirely his fault. He got, uh, you know, Vince Freeze crossed his path, and that's what <laughs> happens. Um, but he, since then, he's put some top tens in. Like, I feel like he's he's learning. He's up there, kind of in the mix each weekend.
1: I hundred percent agree. I mean, he's there. He's a rookie, and I think the hard thing is, is he has a brother that's winning, you know, and (laughs) I think it just, it's a tough one for him. I think he's kind of like somewhat in a lose, lose, but I see him. He's riding. Well, he's, you know, he's not throwing it on the ground. He's, you know, he's, he's in the top 10, like you said. So I think he's, he's doing a solid job. Anything to add
2: Bruce? Yeah. Yeah, I I just, I think um, people like Chad said, they're just, they're just focused on jet on how well he's doing. Um, and I feel jet's just kind of that, that just, you know, he's, (laughs) it's just rare to have a kid like that, you know? So I think where Hunter is, I think he's doing just fine as a rookie. I do. And I think he's going to keep progressing as the season goes on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny because like people think, Oh, well, his brother's winning, so he should be winning. You know, it's, uh, that's just not the case. So,
0: yeah, I, two things. I think it would be really hard to have a little brother beating you just every weekend. Mm. Like I think that yeah. would be very difficult. And and they kudos to them for balancing it and not having any infighting in the family. And two, if you take Jed out of the picture and just look at Hunter as his, you know, his own rider. Right. I think he's right. He's doing just everything he needs to do. He's learning. Yep. He's smooth. He's not eating shit left and right like a lot of these rookies we see. Mm-hmm. And you give him a year or two, I bet he's he's up there fighting for podiums and um, yeah. could make some yep. big improvements. Pers-
1: uh, you know, even go back to what you talked about with Burner, you know, and it's like, you know, Hunter for the most part is probably doing everything Jet's doing. You know, he's probably in the gym with him. He's on the bicycle. He's you know doing the laps. You know, and if Jet is that ridiculously good during the week. You know, he is Hunter trying to bridge the gap and his brother's just lighting it up Monday through <laughs> Friday, you know. And and it just probably just, you know, you beat yourself up all week thinking that you've got this big gap to make. And so, you, yeah, it's a, it's a mental. It's like there's pluses and minuses of, you know, riding with people of Jet's caliber, you know. Yeah, if he can yep. keep from getting, like, uh,
0: discouraged, man, there's nothing better than having the fastest guy in the world riding with you every single day right um speaking of rookies justin cooper and Knight, i've been super impressed with this guy even Me last too. year when he filled in on the 450 top 10s every time and he's had fastest qualifier at a2 and pretty much i'd have to go back and look at all of them but he's been in the top 10 almost every time
2: yeah
1: i see i see justin getting a podium i do too I, yeah, I think it's me we, too. very very real. If we uh, if we me see too. Justin, if we see Justin find his, you know, kind of two fifty hole shots that he would get, you know, starts, a couple yeah. of years ago, and starts, I see him being a real threat to, because he's he looks good on it. And again, going back to what you said, Peng, that that new Yamaha seems to fit the smaller riders, and and when I watch him, he looks really capable of you know like the bike it's, it's not like it looks like a lot of bike for him and he looked really good and comfortable and actually honestly looks way better on that in supercross than he does on a 250 so i mm-hmm. he looks really good
2: yeah, yeah i have him for you know i i think um definitely before this season ends you're going to see him on the podium for sure many times so that's how i see okay. it okay let's talk
0: about the the biggest question mark of the night that's Eli Tomac he went all the way back to 10th and I've been trying to pay attention and watch and listen to everything I can about what he's what he's what's going on with him at the opener. He did the fade a little bit. Uh, Like I said, I spoke with his family. They said he they made a a fork change last minute, which was a huge mistake. He didn't like the feel of his hands and arms cramped up, you know, pumped up. Then the mud races, you know, he was better. And I thought, okay, they're figuring it out. But mud races are mud races, right? A2, he gets a win in one of the mains. He looks good in the others. And, he, I mean, he was running the pace and ran it for the – they were shorter, but he ran the pace. It wasn't a pace issue. But this weekend, boy, he started right up front. You know, we had, I thought, the perfect storm brewing. He had mm-hmm. Eli, Jet, uh, Chase, Anderson, and Chase. all of them right yeah, there. yeah. That yep. oh, we're going to see the fight. This is what we all want to see. And then, boy, Eli just started heading backwards. The top three sort of gapped out. Roxon came from about seventh, got into third, and it, it really wasn't a great race, to be honest with you,
2: to watch. I mean, but the, the thing with Eli going backwards was just a head scratcher. Yeah, and there was a couple of points in that race, too, where he was literally, like, just letting guys go by. You know, yeah. like, yeah, hey, pass me. So, yeah, that was very interesting. Well, when when you get arm pumped like that, you can't do anything, right? No. Like, yeah, for, you, for, you can't
0: fight. a he, He's not liking his fork setup, and it it's causing his arms to pump up. And he, Eli's not out of shape. He's not tired. This is something. And
2: and, and this is just stuff that I kind of heard. So, you know, you know how that goes in this sport. Um, But I did hear that he wasn't happy with the bike setup last night, which caused him to get arm pump.
0: Reedy, talk a little bit about feel because I I, I know at that level um, feel is everything. And you, you know, it surprises me they don't just go back to what he won the title on last year. Obviously, he was comfortable with that. But whatever they're trying and changing, it, it's not working, and he's not having the feel that he wants.
1: Yeah, I agree. And technically, he didn't win the title last year. <laughs> he threw it away. Sorry. Um, Sorry. I meant the over he, 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 he Yeah, he was close, um, to, But, I mean, dude, last year he was, you know, it was the first year on that new bike, and, you know, we had seen – that there was a transition you know from the last bike to the new bike and um at times, you know when I was watching on TV I, I didn't really always think the balance looked right on his bike but he always made it work and so it's hard to, you know argue of like a guy that doesn't always look comfortable but yet makes it work. so but then I think that when you look at the field last year it thinned out really quickly um mm-hmm. and so i think that there was some you know possible like some of the things that i feel like i saw last year i'm seeing now you just got a you know a bunch of guys that are you know come out swinging and they you know he's probably you know come off an in- injury and isn't comfortable um but feel is everything i mean you know i think some riders need it some you know the, like for me personally like if I had no feel, it was like I was I was for the most part as good as Eli was last night. Like it just, you know, it it was miserable. Um, I never dealt with arm pump. The only time I've ever had arm pump was when I was hanging out with Ping in England last year. Um, <laughs> and so the the whole arm pump thing is, it's not something that I have a whole lot of, you know, like I don't have any data on it. You know, like I didn't. I as a professional, I never had arm pump, and it was never a thing that I ever struggled with. Um, and so even when I wasn't comfortable or I wasn't winning or like what, I wasn't happy, like arm pump wasn't a thing for me. Um, and so, you know, it just, yeah, it was really strange to see a guy of his caliber rolling over for the most part. And I have to think, like you said, if he had arm pump that bad, he probably just had no fight in him and he really just had to get to the chicken flag because, um, but the thing that's probably the biggest thing that I would say from just being a couch (laughs) racer, is that when I looked at the race that he won last week to this track, the tracks look pretty similar in the way that they, you know, the the whoops and the, the dirt, yeah. you know, like Anaheim, like they kind of like Anaheim 2 was still pretty ruddy. It kind of had hard packing areas and Detroit kind of looked really similar. So it's a little bit surprising that though on TV and I, and I want to emphasize the TV because obviously I wasn't there. So it's hard to say maybe it was completely different, but just on TV, it looked, it looked similar to me. And obviously I've raced Anaheim a lot and I've raised Detroit a lot. And, and I could see that they would be the same, um, in some areas. So, um, yeah, just strange that he was, was so far off.
0: Yeah. Very strange. And, and I, I'm, I think we're still, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in a lot of ways with this field. Uh, if we're looking at points right now, Sexton took the red plate back jets, one point back APs, two points back Webb is six back. So our top four within six points, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you got Anderson at 14 back and Eli 16 back. And my next question is this, like at what point is it, you know, not full panic, but like 16 points to start to get to be a lot.
1: 16 points is a lot uh when you got guys um you know that are that are showing consistency but you you know I don't think you rely on it because of the year that he had last year but you you also have to acknowledge that yeah he he is a rookie you know and I just as perfect as he was last year you as a rider and then this is just the rider in me at some point you still you still have to you know rely on trying to make him make mistakes or to be the best version of your own self. Because I feel like at the, the best Eli or the best chase, they can throw down laps with jet. And, and that's what they're going to have to do to make him vulnerable.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to put some pressure yeah. on him. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to pick somebody right now, Reedy, you had to lay down a hundred grand on who's winning this title. Who, who, who do you pick?
1: Where's your money go? oh geez um ellie says i'm not allowed to bet anymore i'm banned <laughs> from gambling <laughs> this is all um, hypothetical. <laughs> so i mean it, you you it would be really hard to put real money against jet i think that jet he is he just has a couple of things that you know that in his arsenal that no one else has um You know, a few of the mistakes that I've seen, like his mistake last week at Anaheim too. I mean, he was a lap away from kind of carrying all the momentum and then he kind of just lost it and gave it back. But then he regained it again this weekend. And I just, I think he's the hungriest. Ellie just kind of said, I agree with that. I think he just, he, he believes that he can win and he, and he doesn't see himself losing where I really question that the rest of the field really believe that they're that they can beat him and i that that worries me a little bit and i just think he he's mentally stronger and better than those guys even though he's a rookie and he's 20 years old that's interesting
2: yeah
0: that's super interesting if you Mm -hmm. look at let's say sexton he probably still has some questions about bike and you know and and finding that feel and getting you know gelling with the team and maybe that comes in the next couple weeks but maybe He's still working through it, even later into the season. Eli obviously has some issues he's working through. Um, the only other guy that could be—it's just really hard to know what's going on in his head—is Web. And I think if there was a, a challenge to Web, it comes in Sexton, and or a challenge to Jet, it comes from Web and Sexton. And Web might be my my pick to like really get up there. And if someone needs to rough Jet up,
1: Webb's kind of the guy. Like that's yeah, I think guy. Webb – Web's out wild card, you know. I think Chase, what what makes me nervous about Chase is again, I and again, I'm not on the inside and listening, you know, to everything like I once upon a time did, but and I don't know how close or far away he is or how happy or unhappy he is. But if he really is chasing something that it looks like from the outside, it gets really challenging now because now everybody transitions back to Florida, they're out of California, you're you're leaving the team, you're kind of become more independent um and that may be good you know maybe now he just gets to go and do his laps and you know he gets to go have fun you know during the week and do the work and then show up on the race weekends rather than testing all week so you never know which way that's going to go but if he really is chasing something it's hard to chase something when you're out of the state of california and then you're forcing the team to come to you know florida to test and Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things that's kind of what i see that's a great point. They probably are yeah.
0: through this coming weekend, and then that's it, right? Everybody will head east.
1: Yeah, like, again, like you said, like, I forgot that this weekend was Phoenix. So maybe, you know, maybe they went back to California this week because it will be a short flight and then, and, and, you know, get the one last week of testing in. Um, but then it's a quick turnaround. Like, maybe they, you know, it's a little bit of a breakup. They get to ride Daytona. The t- team typically comes out before Daytona and does something. So it might be good timing. But just after that, I would like to see – that that he's kind of firing on all cylinders awesome well it's yep. gonna be a great season it's good
0: news for all of us fans because um yes. there are still questions and nothing is guaranteed at this point which is cool
1: no i agree with Yikes. you King. It's, it's it's really fun and actually i get to go to my first supercross i get to go to phoenix this weekend so i'm i'm really excited
0: oh rad well uh that's good news fans that are headed to phoenix you might see uh, the old two-two rolling through. Um, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank Ellie for for loaning you to us. Um, I just love to get your take on stuff. You're you have a lot of insight and and not afraid to call a spade a spade either, which I love.
2: Yeah, nah, it's, it's always, always good fun. to hear. Yeah, always good to hear your opinion
1: on things, Chad, for sure. Yeah, thanks. Well, maybe I, maybe we can drag love, you on to you chopper, the road
2: for hours ellie, just took over. ellie
1: ellie we would have been doing the same talk anyway so, <laughs> so we just we just we just recorded it oh that's awesome Perfect. Well, yeah. hey
0: drive safe thanks for joining us and folks uh as always uh, pop back on thursday we'll be doing a site lap looking ahead to phoenix and talking about that and maybe we can get chad reed to jump on here the, down the road and uh, join us again so uh thanks reedy bruce thank you we'll see you guys yep. soon see you bye. guys thanks, guys bye yep.